Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. I, I don't think, per my recollection, that I've ever preached from this particular text. Uh, it's a text that we use a lot for funerals. Trying to console a grieving family member, someone that's lost. It's a reminder that things happen in life that sometimes are not pleasant, but there's a time for change. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, there is a time for everything, the writer says. I'm reading today out of the NIV version, just because I think it's a little clearer for you to understand. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, the Bible says. Time to be born, time to die. Time to plant, time to uproot. Time to kill, and time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. I'm going to continue reading. I think you've got the point, but I'm going to continue reading here. Time to embrace and a time to refrain. Time to search and a time to give up. Time to keep and a time to throw away. Time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Solomon writes in verse 9, what does the worker gain from his toil? You ever wondered about that at the end of the day? What did I really accomplish today? What really took place? If there's one thing that probably irritates me more than just about anything else, it's having a day that I look back upon as being unproductive. Nothing got done. We were talking about this just the other day. Morgan's as much cut out of the same mold as I am. God, we're driven to get something done. Make something happen. Solomon said, what does the worker gain from his toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on men. Then he finishes by saying, he has made everything beautiful in its time. When I read that, something swept over me. The Lord spoke this word to me early this morning. I've struggled to piece it together in a way that I feel like it will benefit both you and I the most, but I really feel like this is a timely message for us. I just want to preach to you message that I titled Seasons. Seasons. God bless you. You may be seated today. Thank you, Sister Graham. It's already been mentioned this morning that yesterday we woke up to a beautiful white blanket of snow. I was uh, I was very shocked. I was not expecting it. I, I don't know if anybody else uh, was expecting it or not, but I was not. And so when I woke up, 
I was greeted with that beautiful powdery white stuff. And there was quite a bit of it. And, uh, well, of course, the first thing that ran through my mind was, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this time last year, I'd have been driving through this stuff trying to get to work. Where's my cup of coffee? <laughs> Uh, it was one of those days that I just kind of took the morning off and and began to just look at the beautiful snowfall that had fallen around us and and, and pray and try to figure out what we were going to do for the remainder of that day. You know, just a few days prior to that, we were enjoying, you know, 75-degree uh, weather. We had taken our little car out and put it around with the top down on it, enjoying those final days, knowing that uh, the seasons was going to change, but only in good old Midwest can you have the seasons change so drastically from one day to the next, sometimes in the same day. And so last night we kind of decided that we would take a drive with some of the family, and we had Christian and Morgan and the kids, and Valerie and Bryce were not able to go with us, and so we got in the vehicle and we took off and we drove up to a Christmas light display, and it was beautiful, and I highly recommend it. Uh, it's probably the best Christmas light display that I had ever seen, and that unofficially kicked off my Thanksgiving, Christmas, winter season, whatever you want to call it, and uh, if you think I'm jumping the gun on that, that's, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you hating on me a little bit for you know, I understand Thanksgiving is important. I don't want to disregard Thanksgiving. That, that to me, is a very important part of who we are. We need to be grateful. I'm not jumping over that, but, but this just kind of happened, and it was, a, it was a, a good time and a good moment. And sometimes when you're as busy as we are, you just got to seize the moments when they come. And so that's what we did. And, and uh, you've got to understand something about about this year for me, and, and that is that this is going to be the first winter holiday season in more than three decades that that I've not been working a, a gazillion hours and worrying about driving around in that powdery white stuff, trying to get from house to house as playing Santa Claus's little helper, you know, and, and so I've had a lot of years of doing that, and, and I have to admit that still a part of me that, that gets a little nervous this time of year, even though in my mind I know that I don't have to deal with that problem anymore. I don't have, have to uh, worry about what it's going to look like, what it's going to be like, how, how bad the roads might be, or uh, if the freight's going to be late, or how many stops I'm going to have, or how late of a day I'm going to have to work. I don't really have to deal with that, but, but it's my first year, so, so I've got this whole bunch of mixed emotions going on in me, and there's a part of me that still gets a little bit nervous until I have to stop myself and begin to realize that, hey, that is not your problem anymore. It's a great feeling. Wonderful. Most of us have a season that we consider our favorite. You know, we all know what Brother Jones's favorite season is. He's made that quite aware to us over the past several years. He does not like summer, and he likes the cold weather. You know, uh, most of us are somewhat like him, though, quite honestly. Most of us have a favorite season. We have a least favorite season. One that we really enjoy and one that we don't enjoy very much. 
But each season has some things that they offer that we enjoy, but but those things that we enjoy are also coupled with some things that are not so desirable to us. Of course, summer brings a lot of outdoor activities, and the, the bikers get out, and and the motorcycle riders get out, and, and you see kids out in the playground, and, and, and kids are playing outside at recess and enjoying the outdoors, and the weather is nice, and, and those that like to go down to the beaches head off to the the beaches, and they enjoy the, the heat and hopping in the water. But along with those activities also comes right here in this Midwestern town that we live in is the, the, the humidity that is ungodly. There are days when I don't want to step outside. All I got to do is stand inside, look out the window, and I start sweating. I don't have to feel the heat. The wintertime, the snow blankets the, blankets the ground, and we've seen a little bit of that, and I'm reminded yesterday morning how absolutely beautiful and quiet everything becomes. I, I told my wife that yesterday. I said, everything's just so quiet. It's like the Lord just threw a big blanket, a silencer over everything. You couldn't hear uh, cars driving down the road because they were driving on snow. Everything was just quiet and calm and, and serene, but, but then... But then it, it dawns on you, if I want to get out today, I'm going to have to grab the shovel and shovel the driveway out. Not so much fun. Fall and its beautiful colors. colors. We all know that that doesn't last forever. There's a peak moment there where it's absolutely breathtaking, and then the leaves go barren, and we deal with the barren branches and the drab colors for the rest of the fall season. Spring comes back to life. Turns green, you can start to see the little tinges. I always enjoy watching it when we're out driving. You can tell that first little sign when the buds are beginning to come out on the trees, and you see the little tinge of green all over, and you know it's not going to be long before, before you know, we're going to have green leaves, and all the trees are going to come back to life, and, and, and all those things, but then you have to stop and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to mow grass again. No one escapes the ups and downs of the seasons. We live here. You can't change the seasons. You can't step outside and make it be hotter than what it is. You can't step outside and stop the rain from falling. You can't stop the sun from shining in the summertime and creating the heat. You can't stop the seasons from coming. But if you can find the purpose in the season that you're in, you can make the most of it. If you can benefit from the season, then the season is not wasted upon you. There's a reason that tropical snow cone place down here that I love so much. You got to try the giraffe. Okay? And you're going to think this is weird, and I thought it was weird, but it is so good. Banana on half side, root beer on the other side. Uh-huh, I know, I know, I know. I, I thought the same thing. Try it. Try it. And if you don't like it, I, I'll pay for it for you, okay? 
But you got to be honest. Don't you go get it and, and eat it. You better not have eaten very much more than two or three spoonfuls of it. You throw the rest away. I'm not paying for it if you ate the whole thing. Sounds kind of good right now because I get to thinking about it and I know how good they are, but, but you know what? They're not going to be open today. Why? Because the owners of that establishment realize that it's not really in season right now. Snow cones don't sell too well when there's snow on the ground. It's not really a great time for people to line up and stand out in 30-degree weather with cold rain or drizzle or snow falling on them and say, you know what, make mine a double. Make me the biggest snow cone you got. You don't find too many ice cream dealers out peddling their ice cream on your streets in the middle of wintertime because it's out of season. They realize they're wasting their time and efforts, products if they're open right now. But you can go down to the local Walmart, and you can find that they optimize their products based upon the season, right? And you better get in there early because you're halfway through it and you're out there looking for something that, man, they've already moved on to the next season. I mean, right now, uh, just a couple months ago, you could have uh, walked down there and you could have had your pick of all kinds of different lawnmowers. There were lawnmowers everywhere. And now I bet you you can't hardly find a lawnmower in the place. They're replacing the lawnmowers with snowblowers and, and snow shovels. Why? Because we've grown into a different season. Solomon said there's a season for everything under the heavens. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're in, Solomon said there's a season for it. Anything under the heaven, there is a season. That's quite a statement made by the wisest king that ever lived. If you ask me, a season for everything, Solomon? Really? How come I don't understand it? How come I can't figure it out? How how come I'm having such a difficult time? But he says there's a season to be born. There's a season to die. There's a season to plant the seed in the ground, and there's a time to go harvest that and uproot that. Time to hang on, a time to let go. Time to be silent and a time to speak. God, help me please to figure that one out. Because I've opened up my mouth at times when I should have kept silent and I've created a storm. There are times when when we're going through things and, and the Bible says, you know what, it's not, you don't always have to have something to say. There are times when silence speaks louder than words. The list continues. So here's the question I want you to ponder with me today. What happens when you try to manipulate the season that you're in to fit your own desire? That's a question we all need to ask ourselves. Some have gotten very good at working in the season that they're in, and and some have tried to manipulate the season to fit what they want to do in that present time of their life. What if the farmer says, it's too hot to be in the field in June? I, I, I don't like the hot weather. Farmer Jones, he's like, I don't, I don't like this hot weather. 
I want to go plant my fields in the wintertime. I'm going to go get my tractor and get my, uh, my sower, and I'm going to plant those seeds, and I'm going to do it in the middle of January because I like the cold weather. I like the snow. I like to be out in the field when there's white snow all over the ground. I don't want to be out there in the middle of 100-degree uh, weather and the humidity is 90%. I don't want to deal with that. Well, the farmer, guess what? He can plant his seeds to the best of his ability in the middle of winter. He can do that if he wants to. He can work when it's convenient for him. He can work when it's most comfortable for him. But he's not going to reap a harvest. He's not going to produce what he's looking to produce. And so is it wise of that farmer to look at all the other farmers that planted in planting season and harvested in harvesting season and, and be angry at them because they, they have more of a crop and he has nothing to show for all of his labor? He worked just as hard. He went out there and spent his money on fuel and he spent his money on his tractors and, and his planters and everything that he needed just like everybody else. And, he, he's put as many hours in as everybody else did, but at the end of the day, he's got nothing to show for it. And the others are working within the season that they're in. A former pastor used to say timing is everything. Found that to be very, very true. Right now, we're in deer season. It'll come to an end, and when it does, you better not be out in a tree stand, Brother Anglin, because I don't want to come bail you out of jail. I might not bail you out of jail. Why? Why, why when you hunt something that is out of season, you, you, can, you can get out there. You can grab your gun. They're not going to stand at, at the edge of the woods. and walk, But if you're caught, you could be asking for a lot of trouble. Why? Because it's out of season. It's not season for that. Plant your tomatoes, you gardeners. Get out there today. You can, you can order seeds online. I'm sure you can get them delivered to you. You can have the seeds in your house. Take those seeds and go out and plant them today. And you can pray all you want to, but it ain't going to change the fact that you're in a season where it's not conducive for you to plant tomatoes. And you can cry about not having a crop, not having tomatoes for your bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwiches next, next spring or whenever you want them, or you can plant according to the season. Well, Pastor, I don't like the rainy spring times and the summer humidity. I I can't stand the cold St. Louis winters. I, I wish I could just move out to California where they say it's always sunny and 70 degrees. Well, you know what? I was in California uh, just a few months ago, and, and the weather was, was, was really was hot for them. They were, they were apologizing to all of us. Were they not? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's not normally like this. It's, it's like 88 degrees or whatever. We are like, this ain't nothing. You don't have any humidity out here. I mean, we were walking around like no, no problem at all because what we were used to, uh, it's not always sunny and 70, but I found out something. Places where it's always sunny and 70 are usually dry and barren places. Every place you looked out there, you couldn't hardly find any green anywhere. 
scraggly trees and mountainsides, and they didn't look like the mountains of Tennessee. No, they were they were boulders and rocks and dirt. There was a lot of dirt out there, and and and, and you finally got down into some of the towns, like oh, I see some some green here and there, and then you got up close and found out that these people were so desperate to have grass in their yard that they went out and purchased some turf and put it in between their sidewalks and their yards, and it was all fake. It wasn't even real. We'll give you the, the scoop. Sunny and 70 is code for dry and barren. Dry and barren. Right about now, those folks out there would love to have a downpour of rain that we might complain about having. Don't despise the season. Use it for your benefit. Here's what I see. I see, I see too many people, not everybody, because a lot, a lot of people have it together. A lot of people get this. A lot of people understand this, but I see too many people, more people than what I would like to see, and as long as there's one, that's one too many. I see too many people that are frustrated with themselves. I see people that are frustrated with others. I see people that are frustrated with God when the real problem is they're planning when they should be reaping. They're tearing apart when they should be mending. They're embracing something that maybe the Lord says, hey, it's time to let that go. You're hanging on to something that's not doing you any good. It's, it's actually harming you. You are in a season where you need to let that thing go, but we're hanging on to it with dear life like it's some kind of security blanket that we can't live without. But what the reality is is that very thing that we're embracing, God is trying to get us to let it go because it's not in the season of life that is conducive for you spiritually. Understanding the seasons are critical to success because you can't stop them from changing. Hear me. I'm going to say that again. You're going to go through seasons in your life. You're going to go through good days, and you're going to go through bad days. There's going to be days that you have a smile that nobody can wipe off your face, a big cheesy grin because you're so happy about something that took place in your life. You can't believe how fortunate you are. You can't believe how blessed you are. And you're going to have days when you can't stop the tears from flowing down your face because you feel so wrecked and broken and lost. There's going to be seasons that come into your life. And so you've got to learn how to deal with the different seasons without the seasons destroying you. If you work against them, they will destroy you. But if you work with them within God's season, he said there's a time for everything. There's a time for you to cry, but there's also a time for you to get up and shout your victory in Jesus' name. There's a time for you to tear apart something, but there's also a time for you to have something heal because of the touch of your hand. The wise man recognizes and prepares to do what is appropriate according to the season he finds himself in. You know, some people, they just have one season. They're going to be this way in the summertime. I've had a few of those that I worked with that would never not wear shorts. 
Okay, well, so we don't we're, we don't wear shorts, but a lot of people that that I work with wore shorts, and and in the summertime, you know, there were some times when I looked at that and said, I think my legs would probably feel better if I had a pair of those on, but you know, we don't do that, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there, and and so uh, I I didn't, and I I kept on. And people would say, why you got why you got pants on? Well, I'll tell you why because I want to. <laughs> I didn't go into the whole details with everybody, but there were times when I could turn around and look at the same people that asked me that and say, why do you have shorts on? I can remember offloading freight over in St. Louis off Shoto Avenue, and, and they didn't bring our freight inside the building like they did in Collinsville where you could shut the doors. No, the freight that, that we offloaded, they pulled a, a, a big curtain-paneled uh, uh, full-sized uh, semi-truck trailer up alongside, and they opened that curtain up and all of those airplane cans, and it was so cold in those aluminum cans. They were so freezing cold, and there was all that space in between, and the snow and the rain and the cold wind was whipping through there, and we were out there flinging that freight, and I would look over next to me, and there'd be somebody over there with a pair of shorts on. I was like, what in the world? Why, why are you trying? What are you trying to prove? Skin turning blue, but, man, they were proud because I am going to dress for the one season and the one season only. That's crazy, my friend. There's times when you need to put a, a coat on. There's times when you need to put a jacket on. There's T-shirt weather. That's fine, okay? We got hot summer days. Go throw yourself a, a thin cotton T-shirt on and go out in the yard and work, but you can't stay dressed for the same season when the seasons change. Solomon said in verse 9, as our music comes, what does the worker gain from his toil? Seeing the burden God has laid on men. I think he understood just as we understood. The curse was very real. Jones already mentioned labor and having children for a woman. But for the man, it was that no longer would the earth work with him like it had in the beginning. No longer was the earth going to just give up. Now you're going to have to toil by what? The sweat of your brow. You're going to have to work. Whereas before the food just grew or the seed was planted and, and things come up naturally, now the weeds were trying to invade. Things were trying to come in and strangle the life of the thing that you existed off of. Friend, there is a spiritual story right there. God wants to plant and has planted some things in us that are trying to grow. But there are also things in this world and will be in this world until Jesus comes back and takes us out of here that are going to try to strangle the beautiful thing that your spiritual man exists from. Solomon understood well 
Life has its challenges and its victories. I believe as he was there all those many years ago, there came a time in his wisdom that he stood back. He was taking it all in. There was a moment when it dawned on him that all of this is nothing more than vanity. All the work I've done here really means very little in the scheme of things. And as he looked across all of that, the material things that he had accomplished, I think he saw people in his life who came from the same circumstances. He's not a dumb king. He was a very intelligent man. I think he looked at people that came from the same circumstances, maybe even the same family, and said, why is it that one is excelling and the other is failing? How can two people come from the same background and one does well and the other one can't seem to get anything right? Everything works against them. It's not everything working against them. It's them working against everything. There's a season. The season that you're in can be different than the season that your neighbor is in. I think the light bulb went on in Solomon's mind. He thought to himself, there's wisdom in working hard. I think God wants us to work. Matter of fact, the Word tells us that. But there's also time for making sure that the work that you're doing is not for naught. That what we do our efforts, the time that we put into things should be something that has value. Most importantly, t- eternal value. <coughs> Every time you sit down with your little child and begin to read them that Bible st- story, or your teenager who has a question, <coughs> maybe you're a little intimidated because you don't know the answer, you decide, you know what he's asking or she's asking, so we're going to sit down and dig this out. What are you doing? You're not wasting time on a child that, that maybe doesn't quite comprehend. I'm telling you what, they pick up more than what we give them credit for. I don't want my time to be wasted. There's some things that are very important I heard a story in closing today, two lumberjacks. Both started work at the same time and ended the work, their work at the same time every single day. The two lumberjacks, they showed up, and for months they worked together. <coughs> but the one lumberjack, he left for about an hour in the middle of every day. He was gone, never said where he was going. He'd be gone for about an hour, and then he'd show back up and start cutting wood. The other lumberjack, 
He just kept chopping wood all day. He never stopped. Just kept chopping wood. The curious thing was is that the lumberjack that left for an hour a day at the end of the day without fail every single day chopped more wood by the end of the day than the one that stayed and never left at all. Months went by, and the one lumberjack finally was so curious, he asked, he said, hey, I need to know something. You leave every single day. You're gone for an hour. I continue to work, and yet at the end of the day, how is it that you always manage to chop more wood than, than I can chop? What do you do in that hour? The other lumberjack looked at him and said, oh, I just go home and sharpen my axe. We have built such a society on being busy that I'm afraid that that mentality has crept into the church. As long as we're busy, we're productive. Busyness and productivity are two different things. Would you stand with me today? I'm simply just trying to remind us of the important things in life. That the season that you may be in right now may be one that is very pleasant. You may feel like you've got it everything laid out. I hope that's that's the case for you. But I would also say that I am wise enough to know that that will change. And at some point, there will be something that comes into your life that rocks your world. Or you may be the one that has your world being rocked right now. I, too, would tell you, just keep coming to church. Just keep reading your Bible. Just remain faithful to God because your season, too, will change. I've always loved that scripture. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Most important word in that entire scripture to me personally is through. It means that it is not going to be a permanent place. The beautiful part of the text that we read today, verse 11, ends with this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. You can probably go down to the store today and get a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Bring it home, surprise your wife with it. Gorgeous. You could spend $100 on a massive bouquet. But if you leave that set outside, I guarantee you it won't be but a few hours and it's not going to be beautiful anymore. Because the surroundings are not conducive at this time, in this season. I just want to plead with somebody today. Quit fighting the season that you're in and find the value in it and let God take you by the hand 
to walk you through it. Hmm. Been around people that were either looking back to the way things used to be, oh, the good old days, and they can only see, they compare everything to yesterday. And then you got other people that, like, oh, someday down the road it's going to get better. You know how someday down the road gets better? By doing the right thing today. You change your future. You can't change your past. You can build upon your past. You can't change your past. You can't change what's happened to you. You can't change the, the, the things that, that took place in your life that, that were unfair and unreasonable. I, I'm sorry things like that happen to people. We live in that kind of a world where bad things do happen. You can't change that. But you cannot allow that bad thing in the past to dictate what your future is going to become. You have to start today in the present. That's where your power lies, right here, right now. The power to change your future is not some distant place. It's taking one step in the right direction today. So if you're in a place that's not real pleasant, I want to open these altars up to you, or you just want to come and show God some gratitude for his mercy and his grace that he's bestowed upon you. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.